Good morning. Good afternoon. And good evening. I'm back. This is episode four of the Dom Trap. I'm your host, Dominique. Also, you're a producer, creator, writer, executive producer, director, all of the above. This is my podcast. And I know it's been a while since I recorded the last episode, but I just wanted to um, get back to it. And um, got a few things I want to talk about today. So just bear with me. Got a couple of movies, several movies, TV shows also. I will talk about some video games, but they've all been delayed. And music, um, it's not been that much that's been piquing my attention as of recent, so that may take the back seat on this episode. But just, I'm back. The Dom Trap is back open for business. I have created a logo that I'm pretty satisfied with, and I'm hoping to um, to get some merch out soon, so bear with me. If I get that started, I'll let you guys know. If you haven't yet, like, share, subscribe, wherever you're listening to this at. It's going to be found on YouTube and pretty much wherever you listen to podcasts at. Share it with your friends, your family. Get me out there. If you haven't yet listened to the previous episodes, like I said, they're on Apple Podcasts, they're on Spotify, they're basically everywhere. Just go to the search bar, type in the Dom Trap, and just give me a listen. As of right now, I still don't have a clear topic of what I like to discuss during this podcast, so just bear with me. As far as me talking about movies, TV, some video games, some music, pretty much whatever comes to mind during my time of recording or whatever I really want to put out there. So, like I said, do give me a listen. It's really appreciated. Like I said, just get it out to your friends, family. Please leave feedback. I mean, I'm just going to keep doing the same thing if you don't leave feedback. So if it's something that you think that I should work on, if it's something that you think I'm doing pretty well, if you just want to say hi, do not be afraid to reach out. So, first order of business, rest in peace to Kobe Bryant. That was the big news that we got earlier this week. It's pretty tough news. Really weird way to start off. That day, that was such a strange day. I was just on the phone with one of my friends, and then he just asked me had I seen the news, and I just questioned him. I was just like, what kind of news are you talking about? He said, about Kobe. So I said no. I picked up my phone, I looked on Twitter, and I just see Kobe Bryant is dead, RIP Kobe everywhere. And I'm just like, okay, wait a minute. I'm just going to put my phone down. My friend says the same thing. He actually puts his phone down. Not even two minutes later, his dad has given him a phone call. So I'm like, okay, sure, go ahead and answer the phone. I'll talk to you, you know, later. So then me, being me, I just look back at my phone and see that TMZ confirmed it, quote unquote, confirmed it. And it, my heart just sunk. Like, I feel like time just stopped. And I just didn't know exactly how to take the information in since I just seen it like that. So at this point, I'm ref- I'm refreshing my Twitter timeline every two seconds or every second or so just to figure out what actually is going on because I actually have zero idea how true this is, what's actually happened, was it an accident, what could have happened here. So I remember just seeing the reports that were saying that Rick Fox was with them, that 
His family was with him, and I just instantly just, I had to put my phone down at that point. My cousin also kept calling me, and, you know, he would give me updates as well or would ask me a question to see if I heard this rumor also. So I just had to, I disconnected for a little while. I had a birthday dinner. My birthday was this past Monday. Happy birthday to me. But I had to um, get prepared for my birthday dinner, so I just got ready, and I left. And on my way to where I was having my dinner, I just kept thinking about it. I just It just kept popping up. So I walk in, and it's basically on all the TVs, just all this Kobe Bryant news and people sending their condolences and prayers for the family. And it, 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 it's, it was tough. It was tough. I just thank goodness I was still able to enjoy my dinner. But it was, it was really crazy news to see. I still don't want to believe it, but it's, it's one of those things. R.I.P. to Kobe Bryant. Prayers to the family. R.I.P. to Gigi. Rest in peace to the other families involved, their families, because that's just news that you don't hope for. That's just something that you don't hope to see and hope to read about really, you know, somebody that you're a big fan of, that you're a huge fan of, someone that you grew up loving as a basketball player. Whew. It was, uh, it was tough, but we're going to move on here. Don't want to talk about Kobe for too long here, but um, Uncut Gems. If you haven't seen this movie, I suggest you do. I suggest everybody who hasn't seen Uncut Gems to see it. If you have seen Uncut Gems, watch the movie again. At the moment, I've seen it three times. And I would love to see the fourth, so I'll probably watch it again soon. But holy cow, the Sandman killed it. Adam Sandler, if you don't know who the Sandman is. Um, I know a lot of people know him from being the jokey, jokey guy that's been in all of these comedies and... He just likes to mess around and things, but Adam Sandler did a great job as Howie Blink in Uncut Gems, and if you tell me otherwise, I'll just have to look at you funny. It's it's a movie that you, you have to pay attention to, but not that much attention to, though, if you get what I'm saying. All I'm really saying is that if you pay attention to the people around what they're saying, there's a lot of yelling in the movie, so you'll have to keep up with certain pieces of dialogue coming from other people's mouths at the same time. But on the first watch, I really enjoyed that. I loved listening for certain people to see what they were saying. Adam Sandler's character would just be silent at one point. Then you could hear one person speaking directly to him. But then you could hear people in another room screaming at each other. And really, that's just one of the aspects I love most about the movie is that it's just something that I've never seen before with my own eyes. Um, <laughs> I mean, of course, I see people scream at each other, but not in a movie format such as this, where it's not perfectly mixed. You just hear you just hear things in the background. And if he's outside, you hear taxi cabs and other cars beeping at each other. It's just such a fun movie to watch and listen to. But as I said previously, it does star Adam Sandler, who is a Jewish jeweler, and he's addicted to gambling, and it's it's hard to watch, <laughs> really. If you know anybody or if you grew up with somebody that loves to gamble, then you may know what this movie is like. They just put a lot on the line, and then it could just, it, it ruins them, basically. It also stars Julia Fox, who I believe is a fairly new actress. She, um... 
was in this movie and she she did a wonderful job. Also stars Adina Menzel, who a lot of people may know as Elsa from Frozen, in a role in this movie that is nothing like that role at all. Lakeith Stanfield is also in it, and he plays a Lakeith Stanfield type character. He's there; his character's there, um, but he doesn't really have too too much to do. So it was kind of odd to see here, and. I think one of my favorite performances from this movie may be from Kevin Garnett, who plays himself, which is not really a detriment to the character, I guess you could say, or himself, really. He did a great job playing himself, even though you listening to it, it wouldn't sound that hard, but you kind of have to be yourself. I, I don't, I don't know how to explain it, but he did a great job just being himself, really. The best way I could explain this movie to someone that hasn't seen it, that has seen the movie Crank with Jason Statham, is this movie is Crank, but instead of electricity to keep him alive, he needs bad decisions to keep him alive. That's literally the best way I can explain this movie. But do go see it. I think I heard that it's going to be on Netflix soon, so check it out then. It's just it's exciting. It's a thrill ride. Um, you just hear Adam Sandler yell, KG, KG, a few times. And uh, it, it was just funny. I couldn't help but laugh at a lot of the parts that happened. And, oh, man, it was a really great movie. Really great movie. Do check it out. The next movie I want to talk about is Jumanji, The Next Level. Now, me being a 90s kid, I did see Jumanji with Robin Williams when it came out. I even had the board game when I was younger. I lost all the pieces, but I had the game. That's all that matters. And I loved it. I loved that movie as a child. Growing up, it really showed its age. And then when I heard that they were going to remake it a few years back with the first new Jumanji that was called um, Welcome to the Jungle. And I just thought, why are they doing this? Does everything need a remake? But I went to go and see it, and I thought, hmm, it was Pretty good, surprisingly. I was, I was impressed. I, I really enjoyed it, even though I'm tired of Kevin Hart and I'm almost tired of The Rock. I, th- I thought it was a cool movie, so I enjoyed that movie. I took with it what I could. It's not the best thing I've ever seen. It's not the worst thing I've ever seen. Did I enjoy it? Yes. That that was basically it. I just feel like it was a fun movie. So. When I knew there was going to be a, another franchise, so I just said to myself, okay, we're just going to get these movies handed out to us. So I just figured I might as well check them out. So Jumanji, The Next Level, has come out recently. And I thought that this movie was going to be terrible. And surprisingly, it was not. Um, though not as good as Welcome to the Jungle, I did still enjoy The Next Level. I just feel like it was one of those movies that's just familiar at this point. It's it's fun. Like seeing these characters get sucked into a video game and having them figure things out and beat the video game. I like video games, so I just kind of relate it. There's a lot of video game vernacular that happens in the game and things that happen that are like, oh, well, that's like a video game, which is cool. And it's not really too, it's, it's not too complicated to where people that don't play video games wouldn't be able to understand it but it was just it was a fun movie it was familiar I felt like it was comfortable uh, this movie does star 
Danny Glover and Danny DeVito this time around, which I thought was pretty hilarious. And these are two gentlemen that are up in age. So that was one of the main reasons I was really worried about this movie. I was like, okay, what could they really bring to this franchise that hasn't been there before? But then once they get into the game, it's not really them. There's other characters portraying them, basically. So in the movie, you have Kevin Hart doing his best Danny Glover impression, which is funny. But in the way that it's structured in this movie, it doesn't really help the movie too much in a way. Like Danny Glover's this slow talking man that speaks like this. And then Kevin Hart, who is somebody that I'm, like I said, I'm tired of. And hearing him do it was just kind of making me roll my eyes a little bit. But The Rock doing a Danny DeVito impression was much better for me anyway. Even though I feel like he would drop the accent sometimes and then pick it up. That's something that I noticed when I was watching it. But um, decent movie overall. If you have children, I think they'll like it. If you have seen the first one, well, Welcome to the Jungle, and you liked it, I think you'll like the next level. So do check that out. It's really main audience is really children and then the um, teenagers, I say. I think teenagers would really enjoy this. And just about like every main franchise that's out right now, the movie does have an after credit scene. And the after credit scene in this movie does set up for a third film. So be looking out for that. Hopefully that's good. Hopefully they don't drop the ball with the third movie. Hopefully they leave it as a trilogy. Hopefully it's another decent, fun, familiar movie. And the after credit scene, spoiler alert for those listening, um, it does set up to where animals pretty much come to the area that they are at, basically. So... It's going to be similar to the first original Jumanji, and like I said, hopefully it's good. Hopefully they don't drop the ball, and they made it this far, so just keep it up, I guess you could say. I mean, I'd check it out, but hopefully they just do not drop the ball. Like another franchise that has, which is Star Wars, and this was a movie that I, I didn't want to see. Every time I talked to somebody about this movie, I just told them that I I didn't really want to see it, but I I had to. So I went to go see it. Did I have fun? No. Was it a good movie? No. Did I like the outcome? No. Were the characters exciting or fun or anything? No. Did this movie bring anything to the table? Yes, but in a negative way. This movie just shows that if your franchise does not have a clear roadmap, you're setting yourself up for failure at this point. For example, Marvel, which I hate to compare everything to Marvel, but that's just one franchise that did it right. They put out their roadmap, so you know what to expect. And even though Marvel's storylines may be similar at some times, they do have their weak villains. Those are just the few cons overall. You walk out of a Marvel movie and you've had a good time. But with this movie, and I'd even say The Last Jedi, I just didn't have fun. I I liked The Force Awakens, which was the one that came out right before The Last Jedi. I I enjoyed that movie, even though like Jumanji, it felt fun and familiar. Like it was something that we were kind of used to at that point. But with The Last Jedi, it was there were changes that were made to certain characters and I just could not find myself any kind of enjoyment or 
even care enough to care about these characters. And that's my thing. Like, it, it was just hard for me to care about a lot of the characters and things that happened to the characters just because of the way that they were written and the way that they were portrayed in these movies. And that's my big thing with The Rise of Skywalker is that I just could not find myself or find it in myself to care about these characters. And one thing that I've always thought is that you should care about the characters. I mean, <laughs> care is literally in the word character. But I just could not. And then on top of that, if you have characters that I don't like or don't really care about with a plot that just doesn't make a lot of sense and it just feels like they were just spitballing ideas and somebody was just saying, hey, great, we'll put this in the third movie of this franchise that's going to end here. And it, it just wasn't fun. It wasn't interesting to me. And apparently I'm not the only one that felt that way. Even some of the actors in the movie feel the same way. And it's just, I, I just don't know. Like, I remember watching an interview with Mark Hamill, who portrays Luke Skywalker. And he even said that he wasn't a big fan of how his character was written in The Last Jedi. So, it, it's at that point, it's either you have to, you're either going to love it or you're going to hate it. Me, myself, I hated it. I just could not have a good time. It was just the lack of the roadmap and the direction that things went, I just could not agree with. I couldn't I couldn't find it in myself to be satisfied with what I was watching and be okay with what I was watching. And granted, I'm not the hugest Star Wars fan, but I have seen all of the movies. Uh, I like The Mandalorian. I love The Mandalorian, actually. It's a great show on Disney+. Plus. I played many Star Wars video games. I've had toys, and I just... I feel like it was supposed to be grander. It was supposed to be more spectacular. I think overall, it was just supposed to be better than what it turned out to be. And one another thing that this movie lacked was the lack of actual character arcs. Granted, a few characters got their send-off, I guess you could say. But the rest, they just didn't happen. And I feel like that's something that needs to happen in the last movie of a quote-unquote franchise for right now. And um, I was just watching, and by the end of it, when the credits were rolling, I was just like, okay, so did that character end up this way, or did that character end up that way? And it was just a lot of empty space. It, it was boring. The movie just felt rushed. I just think overall, it just had a bad ending, and usually a bad ending makes for a bad movie. And me being the fan that I am, I just hated watching it. I just did not have any fun at all. I was with a buddy of mine, and I just looked over at him, and he he's a bigger Star Wars fan than I am, and even he wasn't enjoying the, the, the movie. So I just, it was just a movie. It was really a sour point of the movies that came out towards the end of the year. Granted, it still made its billion dollars, and happy for them, but you made a billion dollars, off of a bad movie so that just shows you that the fans are going to be committed to see the movie regardless you're going to have some fans that feel betrayed by this movie and you're going to have some fans that just absolutely loved it same as the last jedi but i'm not one of those fans i just did not like the movie take with that as you will if you like star wars do check the movie out if not i wouldn't tell you to rush out and go see the movie because it's not it's going to be pointless basically if you're not a star wars fan and you see this movie you're just going to think that you've seen a bad movie granted that is objective but 
I just wish the movie was better. But on to some better movies. <laughs> um, you know what? Actually, I'll go ahead and talk about another bad movie. And that bad movie is going to be the worst movie, one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life, which is Cats. I knew this movie was going to be bad by the time I saw the first trailer. I just had the feeling. The CGI just didn't look nice. The characters' faces just didn't look like they didn't. Nothing looked nice about this movie. So I just said, okay, I'm going to check it out to see for myself. I'm not going to watch any reviews before I go see it. I just want to see the movie and have my own judgment about it. Cats is terrible. I, I hated it. The movie is like, it's, it's longer than short movie length, but it's not long movie length. And I, I just hated it. I hated the performances. The songs just weren't there for me. It just, the movie, it feels nasty, if that makes any sense. Like, it was just one of those movies that I watched, and I was just like, I shouldn't be watching this. I feel like I could have been watching a much better movie, and I feel like it, it was a waste of time, really. Cats is definitely a waste of time. Don't see Cats. It's It's a bad movie, and, like, Star Wars, I just couldn't care about the I couldn't care about the characters. I just couldn't. And then they just throw these characters at you and I guess they expect you to pick your favorite, but no nothing and no one in that movie was my favorite. Everything was my least favorite. And it's just a movie that it's it just looks terrible. It looks bad. It really really looks bad. And then the the, the cast they did nothing for the movie. Granted, you got some heavy hitters. I mean, you got Idris Elba. You got Jennifer Hudson. You have Taylor Swift is in the movie. Rebel Wilson. James Corden. Nobody did anything for this movie. And the fact that they had to take cat classes while they were um, getting prepared to film is terrible. Because the movie is terrible. And I feel like somebody that was in production should have known and said hey this movie is terrible we should either delay it and make it better or not put it out at all but apparently it was a huge loss for the company that put it out and i I completely understand why because nothing is appealing about the movie and there was just so many people that didn't go see the movie because they didn't want to or because they just didn't want to waste their time or they heard from the grapevine or they heard through the grapevine that it was just a bad movie i believe i was hearing reports that this movie had a budget of a hundred million dollars it may be less but it was somewhere around there and it only made 67.4 million dollars and that's over several weeks of it being in the uh, in theaters (laughs) and it's it's bad but it's good at the same time it's it's good that they should take, they should learn their lesson this time. They should really learn their lesson and not put out anything like this again. And it's just bad for them because they lost money off of this movie. And you should know that your movie is bad or maybe that you should pull it from theaters. If you have to put out another version of the movie with better CG. I remember a few years ago when Jim and the Holograms came out, which is a movie that you may not even knew was a thing. It came out in 2015, and I remember seeing the trailer for it for the first time, and I absolutely thought, this looks terrible. Why is this still going to be a thing? But 
it um <laughs> it came out with a, a five million dollar budget. The movie only made two point three million dollars at the box office, and it was a terrible movie. So what they did was, which was a smart thing, but also may have been bad for business for them. But they actually pulled the movie from theaters. That's what they should have done with Cats. They should have pulled Cats from theaters to save people's eyes. I, I don't want to see that movie again. Every time I see it on TV, I just think I actually got up and went to go and see that movie. And that was a mistake. But as I mentioned previously, I did want to see the movie for myself and have my own opinion on it. The movie sucked. That's my opinion. Don't see it. <laughs> um, I'm saving you the money or the time that you have. I repeat, do not waste your time or money on seeing the film Cats. It is a complete waste. Now, a lot of movies that have come out recently were some of those movies that they were hoping to be brought up in the Oscars. Some of those Oscar talk type of movies. And one of those that was released was Little Women, which is the adaptation from Greta Gerwig from the actual book Little Women. Now, this movie... I've never seen an older Little Women movie. I've never read the book or anything. But this movie was good. It was good. I'm looking right now. I see that it has a 95% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. It's not 95% to me. (laughs) But I guess people have their things that they like. They are going to... I mean, it's been nominated. So take with that as you will. I mean, granted, it was a fun movie, I guess. Yeah, it was a fun movie. It was nice to watch. It was pleasant to the eyes. The actresses in the movie did well. The actors did well also. So it was a, it was a good movie. It was a good story. And I just, that's, that's basically it. Like, I just feel like it was good. Um, I think it made a pretty significant amount of money at the box office. So people actually went out to go see it and they really enjoyed it. So... There's that with Little Women. I don't want to talk too much about the movie because I feel like whatever I'd say would possibly spoil it for anyone that's listening. So go check out Little Women. I think it's still in theaters right now. So check it out. And as far as the cast goes, it has um, Emma Watson's in it and Florence Pugh, Timothy Chalamet is in it and Meryl Streep, Bob Odenkirk is in it, um, Laura Dern. It's a pretty stat cast. I like the movie. I liked it. That's about all I can say about Little Women without going into too much detail about the movie because, as I mentioned, going into too much detail would be a spoiler. So the next film that I would like to discuss now um, would be The Gentleman. And this movie stars Matthew McConaughey, Charlie Hunnam, Henry Golding, Michelle Dockery, who I didn't know I had a crush on until I watched this movie, um, Jeremy Strong, Eddie Marson, Colin Farrell, and Hugh Grant. And I had a lot of fun with this movie. Granted, this movie came out in January. Mostly, January movies are pretty bad, or they're just something to be dumped out, but I thought that this was really going to be one of them, but it turns out that it wasn't. And it's a, it's about two hours long, not quite. It's almost there. But this movie was really just a lot of fun. It's a Guy Ritchie movie, so you're going to have those moments that are basically reminiscent of a lot of his movies one of the more famous movies being snatch he also did the sherlock holmes movies which a lot of people saw and liked so if you've seen those those are guy Ritchie movies 
He also did the man from UNCLE, which is also the man from Uncle that a lot of people just like to call. And his two most recent movies, I just couldn't believe that he had the association with those. And they just, they weren't good movies. And those movies are King Arthur, Legend of the Sword, and Aladdin. Now, when Aladdin was announced, I, I immediately had my doubts. And then once I seen his name plastered saying that he directed it, I said, oh, no. And I went to the movies and saw it, and I didn't have a good time at all. I hated Aladdin. I hate it. I hate Aladdin. But it was it was good to see him get back to his form, which was this movie, The Gentleman. It was really a lot of fun. I'd say the first 20 minutes or so are really just an exposition dump. So it's a lot of names and a lot of things getting thrown at you at the same time. I do know that the movie has mixed reviews, but me and myself, I loved it. It was one of those popcorn movies. You just go in and watch and that was basically it. But it's still a great movie overall. Would I see it again? Yes. I think I'll actually enjoy it more the second time than the first time. So I will be going back to go and see The Gentleman, directed by Guy Ritchie. If I had to give this movie a rating, which is something I haven't done all episode, I apologize. But I would give this movie an 8 out of 10. I just feel like it was a good movie overall. It was really good. It's something that has rewatchability. It's something that has a good cast of characters that I really enjoyed. The plot was a lot of fun and... Do go check out The Gentleman if you have the chance. The next film that I would like to discuss is going to be 1917. And holy cow, did I have a good time with this movie. It was just a movie that was really just on edge, really. And it was just a lot of fun. It was a fun movie. And even though it's as serious as it is, and I guess you could say it's based on a true story, but then again, not at the same time, it was just a bomb movie overall pun intended and this movie has some pretty unknown cast members in it but it also has some pretty well-known cast members in it but the well-known cast members are casted in small roles which makes it a really interesting movie for example there's mark strong there's colin firth and even benedict cumberbatch that are in this movie and their roles are really reduced and really just kind of they could have been background people and the movie probably still could have been just as good I think that the reason they did this was to have some familiar names and faces to match with the movie to get more people to watch it. But like I said, even if it didn't have these people in it, the movie would have been just as great. Uh, Richard Madden from Game of Thrones is also in it. And he he did a great job, even though, like I said, he's well known, so he's not in the movie much. But 1917 was just it was just bomb. It was bomb. And the way it's shot is that it's made to be a one-shot type of movie, but any realistic person knows that you can't make a movie like that in just one shot. So what they did is they shot long shots and then made it, they edited it to make it look like it's one shot. <laughs> they said that they used a lot of tricky editing. There's one part where two characters, they're marching through a marsh and the camera just goes beside them like a pretty long distance away. And you just see these characters moving through and the camera's keeping up with them all at the same time. And then once they get to a common place, the camera just kind of goes back to a normal. And it's just 
it's moi, it's moi. Um, it's it's great. <laughs> I loved it. It's so fun to watch, and it just seems like you're it. The the reason that I really love this movie is that it really makes you feel for these characters, which Rise of Skywalker failed to do. <laughs> you really feel for these characters that you have no, you know nothing about. You know nothing about these guys. You just know their mission. You know that one character has a brother that's somewhere and that he wants to try to find him. And it's just, it's it's great. It's such a great movie. And it, I think I seen it last that it was sitting at 89% of Rotten Tomatoes. And I do not believe that Little Women is better than this movie in any type of way. Granted, war movies are different animals when it comes to Oscar bait. But man, I love this movie. And it feels like you have the characters on screen that are characters. And then also the surrounding is its own character. Like there are some times where they're in like a bunker or something happens or there's an animal. It feels like everything has its own space in the movie and its own personality. And I feel like that really adds to the movie. And it's also like I, I, I like to have this debate with people that have seen the movie. I kind of ask them if they like the first half better than the, the second half. And I ask that mainly because there's something that happens in the, the, the story that it changes the movie basically so it's like the first movie you have kind of the quote-unquote traditional war movie with some extras then the second half is like it's it's almost like you've fallen and you're you're climbing to get out of something basically (laughs) like the further they go it just feels like they're going lower and lower and lower then something happens and then the character's just he's having to climb his way out and you're just kind of questioning, you know, you're asking yourself, like, man, is this character really going to make it or or what's really going to happen? And it's just just like with Uncut Gems and The Gentleman, it's it's really just it's a thrill ride of a movie. It's a lot of fun. Um, I went by myself to go and see this one, but I had a guy who sat beside me and it's the way that the audio is like something loud happens. And it <laughs> there was one part. It's not necessarily a spoiler or anything, but there's an this, there's an explosion that happens, and it's after this super quiet and solemn moment, and then you just hear this bow, and me and the guy beside me, we just like almost jumped out of our clothes because it was just so it was so loud, and we were just so invested in everything. But it's it's a great movie. It's a wonderful movie. Go check it out if you haven't yet. And I believe the last movie I want to talk about on this episode is going to be Parasite. Now. If you listen to my previous episodes, I have mentioned Parasite numerous times just because that's my favorite movie of 2019. I thought about it. Parasite is my number one movie of 2019. It's just a movie that it there's so much that happens and so little that happens at the same time as you're watching it. And it's it's fun to watch a movie like that to where every five minutes something happens, the plot progresses, and you don't know what's going to happen next. So before I seen it this week, I'd seen it four other times before. This week was my fifth time watching it, and it was just as good as me watching it the first time. Now this time I did go to the theaters to see it because it's finally showing here. But Parasite, if you haven't seen it yet, go and see it. It may be a movie that's not for everyone, uh, it is a Korean film. There, is, there are subtitles, but as long as you can get past that small barrier, the movie is it, great. It's a wonderful movie. 
I recommend it to anyone, really. Even though it may not be for somebody, I'm still going to recommend it just because it's just a movie that I didn't really think was going to be as good as I had heard. But surprisingly, it was even better. I love this movie. Go and see Parasite. Like I said, Korean movie, subtitles. If you can read subtitles, if you can read, just watch the movie. It's a lot of fun, a lot of surprises. You think you have it all figured out. You think that you know what's going to happen next, but you don't know a single thing by the time it happens. And then when it happens, you're just going to be in shock. By the end of the movie, it feels like a weight's been lifted off of you, which is the same feeling I had with Uncut Gems. But it's it's such a fun watch, and I recommend anybody go and see Parasite. So, um, as far as TV shows right now, I uh, I found myself a guilty pleasure, and um, <laughs> I I would be normally I would normally be embarrassed to say it, but I've been watching Love Island UK. I just finished the first season last week. I haven't started on the second yet, but. It's just a guilty pleasure of mine. It reminds me of the days when I used to come home and watch Jersey Shore or Flavor of Love. It's one of those. It's a relationship type of show, but definitely not going to be for everybody. But as far as more um, more interesting and better TV shows, I've been watching The Outsider that's on HBO. And it's I'm loving it so far. I love how weird it is. It's such a weird show. There's a guy who's been accused of murdering a young child. And the show basically turns into this crime television show and you're trying to figure out what happened to the child. They're getting all this information from different places. They're taking DNA samples, trying to figure out what happened. Um, it does start Jason Bateman, who is just about wonderful in everything that he's in. I love Horrible Bosses. I love Ozark. So when I seen that he was in the show, I knew that I was going to have to watch it. It is based off of a Stephen King adaptation, so take with that as you will. Usually Stephen King means that you're going to get some kind of sci-fi element with something, so definitely this show does have its sci-fi elements, and you really just have to figure out what's going to happen. But the show also stars Ben Mendelsohn, who is great in a lot of things that he's in as well. It's also, it has Cynthia Erivo, who played Harriet Tubman in the most recent movie called Harriet. And... So far, there's been four episodes, yeah, at the time I'm recording, which is Saturday, February 1st. Happy Black History Month. Um, <laughs> the show has four episodes, and so far, I'm having fun with it, even though it's not the type of show you should have fun with, but it's just a show that I'm like, shows that really grab my attention on like the first episode, and then don't really let go and they just keep it moving. Those shows are fun for me because when I'm watching something, I like to think. I like to use my brain. I like to try to figure things out, even though it may be a lost cause at some points. But shows like that are fun for me, which is really why I love The Watchmen. If you haven't seen The Watchmen yet, please, I beg you, go and go somewhere, go to HBO, watch Watchmen. Granted, it is based off of the comic, so you can read comics you can look up the history if you don't want to that's fine it's still a great show all around they do a great job of just keeping you up to date with everything but the outsider four episodes in i'm loving it no mcdonald's i'm loving it check it out if you'd like to watch interesting shows it's on hbo 
this show does come on on Sundays, so if you have HBO and you have a Sunday night that's available, um, watch The Outsider. But do get caught up first. It's not a show that you can just jump into and be caught up with everything, even though they show you the uh, things that happened on the previous episode before that episode airs. But it's best to be caught up because it's a show that has a lot going on with it. <laughs> it is a miniseries, so I don't think that there are going to be too many episodes left. I want to say that there's going to be 10, so I think it's going to wrap up after that 10th episode. So do check it out. I'm sure it's going to always be on HBO, just about like everything else. Watch Watchmen, of course. And on Netflix, um, I did watch Don't F With Cats, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. <laughs> um, if you like dark things, dark TV shows, do watch Don't F With Cats. It is a documentary about a guy that does a few things to some cats and people that see the video and they basically try to get justice. Then I also watched the Aaron Hernandez doc, which is um, pretty controversial in its own way. A lot of people enjoyed it. A lot of people did not. A lot of people feel like that the thing that they should have been paying more attention to during the documentary was not really spoken about it much at all. But it's it's a good watch, especially if you were uninformed of the whole thing. Um, do check out the Aaron Hernandez documentary on Netflix. Yesterday, on January 31st, the final season of BoJack Horseman was released. And... Um, BoJack Horseman is a show that I really didn't see myself liking that much once I was watching it. But by the end of the first season, I just thought, wow, I'm ready to watch that again. And it is it is a cartoon, or it is, I'm not going to say it's a cartoon, but it is an animated series. It's an adult animated series on Netflix. And there's six seasons overall. The final season just aired. And it's, it really... Let's you, it really makes you put things into perspective. It's a show that, granted, it's animated. It's not good for anything. It's really about real-life things. <laughs> so if you watch it, you may find a show that kind of um, hits you a certain type of way, I guess you could say. For example, the show does get on topics such as depression and fame and just overall mental issues that people may have and it really hits home with a lot of its content. And with it being an animated series, I feel like it has a lot more freedom that other shows don't have. And I think that's what makes BoJack Horseman a, a very special show. Um, like I said, it's on Netflix. If you have Netflix, if you're looking for something interesting to watch, BoJack Horseman is there. Has a great voice cast. There are also a few actors that are like big actors and there are musicians that lend their voice talents on the show as well, but it's a great show. It deals with a lot. The content is there. The topics are there. The characters are there. You care about the characters once again. And um, Bojack Horseman is a great show. Do check it out. And I think the other TV show that I'm watching currently is Grownish, which is on its third season right now, or junior year, I guess you could call it. And I enjoy the show. It's just a show that I just turn on, I watch, and then wait for the next week. So 
if you like shows that are about millennials making it through college, do check out Grownish. <laughs> um, it's a pretty good show. But I think as far as TV goes, that about wraps it up that I want to discuss on this episode. Um, it's not too, too much going on out there, really. Um, we're not much that I really want to discuss during this episode. If something pops up that will be on the next episode of the Dom Trap. Um, <laughs> once again, I think I thank each and every one of y'all for checking me out and tuning in and listening to what I have to say. I do plan on being more consistent with the content. And as I mentioned in previous episodes, I would love to have some guests up here. So I also want to have that set up eventually. Um, I have some people that I have in mind that I'd like to have come up. If you'd like to come up um, and do an episode with me, just let me know. Reach out to me. Like I said, if there's something that you think that I should be working on, let me know. Something that you enjoy, let me know. If you just want to say hi, let me know. Um, This has been episode four. Like I said, I do want to start getting some merch out. I do want to come up with a proper intro to the podcast. Um, I want to do more as far as engagement goes with everything. But do check out the other episodes if you haven't yet. If you can, like this on YouTube. Rate it five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Basically, everything you can do, just do. (laughs) Uh, That really helps me out a lot. I appreciate each and every last one of you for listening and sharing and giving feedback. So I just want to say thank you again. I can't be any more grateful, but this has been episode four of The Dom Trap. This has been your host, your director, your producer, your all of the above, Dominique. And I hope that you have a wonderful rest of your whatever. I know it may be tough to do, but do keep or try to keep a big smile on your face. Make sure you check on your friends, even if they're the strong friend, or if you're the strong friend, do check on people. Make sure they're okay, because sometimes you never know exactly what someone is going through. Um, Depression is a big thing that's going on out there. Seasonal depression is real, so do check out on your people. Be good people. Be kind. Be grateful. Show appreciation. Love thy family. Love thy friends. This may sound pretty corny, but um, just make sure people are okay. Make sure you're okay, because at the end of the day, you're all you got. This has been The Dom Trap, Episode 4. Thank you for listening, and goodbye.